0: Alright, well good evening, good morning I guess it is, uh, good morning, good to see everyone out this morning and I know still there's some under the weather, of course the Lovejoys Joys are in, at Rochdale uh, this morning preaching, filling in for Pastor Shannon and uh, so we got a few in number, uh, some still on vacation, So, uh, but uh, we're glad that you're here this morning. Let's go ahead and open in a word of prayer and we'll see what the Lord has for us this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. Lord, to worship and to praise you. Lord, we ask that your presence would be in our presence. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts as only you can. Give us exactly what we need to hear this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Morning. Morning.
1: Go ahead and turn your hymn book, 450 child of the king we want to let folks know we are a child of the king and tell them look to him because you can still you can become a child of the king yourself simple little course. Oh, is wonderful to be a Christian. We need to have that testimony and show others that it ain't always easy, but we know we can be a good Christian for what God gives us the talent to be. If you return your seats, turn to 445. Let's stand for this last one. 445.
2: to you that your love comes shining through give me
0: Lord, give me a servant's heart. I want to serve you and live for you. I do appreciate you being here this morning. I hope and pray that you've uh, been blessed already for being here. You may notice our TVs that are hung up here. Uh, Therefore, uh, you see our theme for next week will be having our Vision Sunday. And uh, we, I was going to reveal the uh, uh, the theme verse and things for, uh, for next week. But I went ahead and done that this morning. You can see our theme is. Uh, Psalm 121, uh, verse 1, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. And so that's our theme for the uh, this year. We're going to look to the Lord, uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And uh, hope and pray that your, your testimony, your thought this year. And uh, then also as our... Uh, missionaries come through we'll be able to plug them in right there you'll be able to see their videos from the tv that's more reliable than our projection screens and that doesn't have sound half the time and uh, so we're looking forward to uh, this update and uh, praise the lord for those that were able to help us get those things accomplished yesterday and uh, it's not completely finished yet but we've got a Functioning until it's uh, uh, until we have it uh, completely ready. So, do appreciate you being here once again this morning, first Sunday of 2018. Uh, so you know what you can say now. I've been to 100% of the Sundays of 2018 already. And uh, keep that faithfulness. And uh, next year, hopefully, uh, you can say that at the end of the year, I was faithful uh, to the Lord's house. Uh, When the doors were open, I was here. Uh, The Lord understands, I believe, vacations and sicknesses and things such as that. Uh, But be faithful. Be faithful this this year, and I know the Lord will bless you for it. 2018 is here, and uh, I want to give you some thoughts this morning to consider on this first Sunday of 2018. The Bible is filled with the most powerful uh, stories we'll ever hear uh, or read about. And uh, But it's more than just a storybook. The Bible is filled with testimonies, uh, God's stories that He has shared with us that uh, serves as examples to us in how we should live our lives. And uh, It's God's testimony to each one of us. And we are all part of God's story. Uh, you are the reason, you think about this, you're the reason that God sent His only begotten Son over 2,000 years ago to the cross of Calvary. Because of his love for you, and uh, as Christians, we are to repeat this story of God's love to others who need to hear it. Uh, folks need to hear about the love of Christ. They need to hear about uh, what God has done in your life. That includes uh, in other nations as much as it does our neighbors next door and, and down the street from us. The Bible says in 1 John chapter number one, First John chapter number one, verse two, it says this. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness. And show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. In this passage, we find that John, who walked with Jesus was now sharing this story uh, with others. He's sharing what God has done with him, uh, done to him with others. He was testifying uh, or announcing the good news of Jesus to those who would listen. You know, to bear witness means to testify or to share the truth. Or to, uh, uh, and that's what we are told to do. We are to tell the truth or to bear witness. When one testifies, it's about what we know, not what we think is to be true or what we have an idea uh, to be true, but what we know is the truth. And uh, that's exactly what God expects from each one of his followers, each one of us believers, is that we just share the truth with others, share our testimony with others. In John uh, chapter 14 verse 6 it says this, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He says, I am the way and I am the truth. We are to share the truth. Share about the Lord Jesus Christ with others. We are to testify to others of what God has done in our lives. Many times I talk to people and they say, well, I'm not a very good witness. I just don't know what to tell people. I always tell people, just tell the truth. Tell people what God has done in your life. Now we're in 2018 and I want it to be uh, a year that we're looking unto Jesus. We're looking uh, unto the hills which cometh our help. Looking unto Him because we can't do it in our own power. We need to look to Him. We need His strength and His power. And we're to testify to others of what God has done in our lives. To share what we have seen Him do in our lives. Just tell the truth. That's what our testimony is. Just sharing our testimony. You think about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, uh, he, that's exactly what he did was when he witnessed for Christ. He just told about what happened to him. When he came across King Agrippa, he says, One day I was on the road to Damascus. And that's what he did. He just told about his truth, his story. And, and that's what he did throughout his life, was just tell others the truth. You see, we don't have to have the whole Bible memorized to be a witness or be able to answer every question that someone may come up with. Because I can tell you this. There's times people will ask me questions and I have to say, I don't know. I have no idea. But that, that isn't the important thing. We're just to share what we know is to be true. Each one of us that have been saved in here can do that. We can share what God has done in our lives. See, we don't have to know the whole Bible. We we'll don't have to have it all memorized. We only have to be willing to share the truth of what God has done in your life and what He's done in my life. You see, here it is. I realized one day I was a sinner. And because I was a sinner, I deserved to die and spend eternity in hell. But God loved me so much that He sent His only begotten Son to die on a cross for me that day. And that day I believe that Jesus died for my sins. He was buried and He rose the third day I asked Him to forgive me of my sins and to come into my heart and save me. And when He did that instantaneously, that day, at that moment, that very second that I asked Him to forgive me and to save me, He saved my, my soul. Now that's not that hard to do. That's just sharing the truth. You don't have to go back into, uh, well, I was born in 1923 and I, did, I was a teenager and, and the and go into all the details, you just got to tell the truth of what Jesus done for you. I was a sinner. I was on my way to hell. But Jesus Christ intervened in my life. He forgave me my sins and saved me. And now I know for sure that heaven's my home. When Jesus was walking on the earth, think about this. When he was walking on the earth, he would work in someone's life and they would uh, simply share the story or the testimony or the truth what God had done in their lives. People would say after one got truly saved, God put something inside of them that they couldn't just hold in. They had to share it with other people. They had to tell other people what God had done for them. Let me put it to you this way. If there was a guy out on the street up here at the corner gas station and he was giving out a million dollars to every person that would come up to him and ask for a million dollars, how many of us would tell all of our family and friends? I'd say every person in this room would say, Hey, go down. There's a crazy man down at the corner. And he's given a million dollars to everyone. Everybody that comes in contact with him and, and says something to him, he's given them a million dollars. And if that's the truth, then I guarantee you each one of us would be, be going. Well, can I tell you something more valuable than a million dollars? Jesus Christ saved my soul. Amen. Gave me eternal life. That's truth. Why aren't we sharing that with others? Something more valuable, more valuable than a million dollars. This is life eternity. You see, think about this. When Jesus healed the blind man, you know what he did? This is what the Bible records. John nine twenty four says, Then again called they the man uh, that was blind, and he said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that where I was blind, now I see. What did he do? He wasn't saying he didn't know all the Bible. He didn't know have all the uh, his eyes dotted and his t's crossed. He didn't have all those things prepared. All he said is, "All I know is I was a sinner. I was blind, but now I see." Think about this. After the Lord Jesus saved the woman of Samaria, the Samaritan woman, he said this. "Come." This is what she said. Come see a man which told me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? There was something that after Jesus saved someone, there's something that God puts inside of us as we says, I just can't hold it in. I have to share this with my loved ones. I have to share this with my family. The Bible says in John 4, 42, it says, And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. The disciples were simply ordinary men who told people about extraordinary stories, what Christ done in their lives and the lives of others. That was what Jesus wanted them to do. That's what God had called them to do. That's what He has called each and every one of us to do. The Bible says again in John 15, 27, And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Let's be honest. Sometimes we don't want to bear witness. We don't want to share our testimony because we're ashamed That our testimony doesn't line up with what God has done in our lives. Because our lives don't always match what we know God has done in us. People know us. Instead of being a good testimony, we get sidetracked and we become ashamed of our testimony. Galatians chapter 6 is about a testimony uh, uh, about... Uh, a testimony. It begins with a believer who lost his testimony. And that's what I'm going to talk about this morning, in Galatians chapter number 6. That's where we'll be. A uh, very long introduction, but uh, just a short landing, as one preacher said. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Let's read it. The Bible says, Brethren, if any, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness, consider thyself... Lest thou also be tempted. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, again, thank you for your love, for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be a servant for you. To be, uh, Lord, to have a testimony and a witness, to bear witness to others. And as we examine our lives this morning, Lord, I pray that each one of us would... Uh, would lay this at the, at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, with your help, I'm going to be a better witness in 2018. With your help, I'm going to share the truth with others. I'm going to tell others about you in 2018. Lord, I pray that you'll have your work and your will done in our hearts this morning. Thank you for what you're going to do. We give you all the praise and glory and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. If anything will mess up our testimony getting in sin, getting involved in sin, getting trapped by sin will certainly do that. Each one of us know, have been known people in our lives that have messed up their testimonies because they've been caught in sin. They've been uh, trapped in sin's uh, uh, bondage. How can we not be ashamed? How can we develop and deliver a powerful testimony of what the Lord has done in our lives and be an effective witness How can we bear witness and share that testimony with others? We're going to read here in Galatians chapter number 6, verse 10. The Bible says here, in verse 10 it says, I have confidence, I'm sorry, that's the wrong verse. In verse 10 it says, And we have therefore opportunity. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. You see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest thou should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised, that they may glory in your flesh." But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be unto them, and mercy upon the Israel of God." You see, I want you to notice three things or four thoughts this morning about your testimony. Having a testimony for the cause of Christ in 2018. Number one, in order to have a good testimony, we need to be superior in our conduct. Superior in our conduct. Look there again in verse 10. It says, as we therefore have opportunity, notice these words, let us do good unto all men. Let us do good unto all men. What comes to your mind when we mention Hitler? Killer? What comes to your mind when we, met, we, we uh, mention Jeffrey Dahmer? Killer? Murderer? Okay, what comes to your mind when, I th- when you say the word Solomon? Wisdom, right? What about when you think of Abraham Lincoln? Honesty? There's things that come to your mind when you say these things... What about David? When you think of the, the name David, you think of some may be thinking sin with Bathsheba, and others may be saying, you know what, he was a man after God's own heart. You see, there's a testimony. There was a man that lost his testimony, but was able to get it back through his service through the Lord. The Bible says this in Luke 6, For every tree is known by its fruit. I want Putnamville Baptist Church to be a church that's known for loving people, and loving God first and loving people second. I mean, I want us to have a church that, uh, where, where people say, you know what, that church is a friendly church. It's a church of prayer. It's a church that, hey, they care about our community. They care about other people. You see, you are known by your testimony. It's very simple. Nothing will ruin our testimony like failing to live for God. Every moment of every day. You know, I've said this many times. It takes years and years and years to establish a good testimony. And it takes seconds to lose it. Seconds. I want to challenge you in this year. Hey, let's build up our testimony. Not for our glory. Not to say, hey, look at that person. He is, he is really something for God. Know that we that men may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Look not on us, but look pointing everything to Him. If we want folks to listen to what we have to say about the Lord, we must live a life that reveals that Christ is real in us. See, if we're living a life, uh, a, a double life, people look at our life and they say, I was just talking to a man uh, this last week, and he said he, he visited a church and he saw someone that at the church that he used to work for and he says, you know what, I didn't even know that man was a Christian. Had no idea that man was a Christian. That's not a testimony that I want to have at work. I don't want to have that anywhere out in the place. Uh, just the other day I was went to uh, uh, Tractor Supply there in uh, Greencastle and I met a young man and he goes, I know you. And I was just kind of cutting up with, there was a couple there, and uh, they worked at the same place, and this lady says to him, she goes, hey, Bill, and he's like, help me, I don't know know your name. And uh, she told her her name, and she says, I work with you. And he said, well, I didn't recognize you didn't have the hairnet on and things like that. And I said, well, I tell you what, I didn't recognize either one of you. I said, I had no clue who either one of you are. And they're looking at me like, do you work there too? I said, no, I'm just kidding. And the guy behind the counter, he goes, you're a preacher, aren't you? And I said, yeah. He goes, you, you pastor over there off of 40? And I said, yeah. And this a young man. I couldn't, I didn't even know his name. And he goes, yeah, I've been to your church before. And I felt so ashamed that I couldn't even remember him. But he knew who I was. And I, I thought, man, I, I want to be known in the community. I want to be known when people see me. Hey, he's a Christian, there's something different about Him. You see, our walk must be in line with our talk. You see, I know, I know a lot of Christians. That, man, there's a lot of people that say, Oh, I'm a Christian and I live the life of a Christian. But whenever they're, you watch their walk, it, it doesn't match their talk. You see, our nature is sinful. Our flesh will always give us trouble when it comes to our witness. Doing right is isn't always the easiest thing to do, but it's always the right thing to do. Usually, it's really tough to do right, the right thing when everyone around us is doing the wrong thing. You ever thought about that? Ever, all people at work are doing the wrong thing. It's easier just to go along with the cl- the crowd. See reasons why people are not superior in their conduct. Number one is because they're afraid of persecution. Look there in our text, verse twelve. It says, as Many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cause of Christ. People are afraid that, hey, they're going to suffer from what people, uh, from persecution, suffer things for the cause of Christ. This verse tells us that some people don't want to do what's right because they're afraid that they may be persecuted for it. They're afraid of what they may have to go through. I tell you why some people don't want to do right. They're just afraid of the consequences, or not so much the consequences, but what people will label them as. Some people are afraid of persecution. Some people are just afraid of people. You know, they're afraid of what others may say about them. What uh, when we take a stand for Jesus, there will be those who don't like it. You ever face that? I mean, there are, going to be, there are going to be family members, there's going to be peers, there's going to be people that you don't even know that will come against you when you take a stand for Christ. Remember David when he stood against Goliath? People uh, thought that he was crazy. Some judged his brother, even judged his motive. Why? You're just here to see the battle. See, some, I believe, even laughed and mocked David, but David stood alone. Why? Because it was the right thing to do. Listen, we can't worry about what people say or what they think when it comes for taking a stand for God and standing on His principles. We're to guard our testimony, and we will do right if we want our testimony to be powerful. When we allow God to work in our life, we find the true source of power in our witness. Most people in this world ignore God's purpose for their lives. And the crowd usually finds the easiest way is not always the best way. See, God calls us to do right. The Bible says, be holy for I am holy. You know, I don't care if everybody in this world is doing it. It doesn't matter. It reminds me of a story. There was uh, a true story. It happened to somebody I know very well. They was at a graduation and at this graduation there it was a very somber, very quiet occasion. When someone walked across the stage, you were to be quiet. You weren't to clap or applaud or do anything like that. And there was a teenager in my youth group. Oh, I revealed who it was. There was a teenager in my youth group that we were really proud of. He walked across the stage, and his youth pastor uh, had an air horn. And he went, ah, 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 ah. Well... The cops came over and talked to that youth pastor and said, what in the world are you thinking? And I said, well, everybody else is clapping and hollering. And, and that's what made me start thinking about this thought here. Just because everybody else is doing wrong, it isn't always right to do wrong. It's always right to do right. It's always right to do right. So they confiscated, if you want to know the story, they confiscated my uh, the air horn, or I did reveal that, didn't I? They took the air horn, but I kept the top part, the orange piece. And uh, I signed it and gave it to the young man. But anyways, we were proud of him. You know, some people are just afraid of what people are going to say. God calls us to do right, to be right, be holy. Bob Jones Sr. said this, If the stars fall, do right. Do right. While the rest of the world tells us that it's okay to do wrong, we simply must determine that whatever we do will be good and godly. Whatever we do should be good and godly. You know, Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Daniel was a man that I I love, I admire. The Bible says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. You know what he did? He purposed in his heart. He decided long before... And that's where, it's gonna, that's where we've got to find ourselves. We must purpose in our heart. Long before the problems ever come, long before the, uh, the temptation comes, we must purpose in our heart. We're going to do right. We're going to have a testimony and live for Christ. The Bible says depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The problem is, is that it's impossible for us to do this on our own. Folks, we must seek his power. We must seek his help. If we're going to be a good testimony and a good witness in this present-day world, we must enlist the help of the Savior. But then, number two, we need to be steadfast in the cross. Look there in verse 14. It says, But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. It's about what Jesus did Not us. Be steadfast in the cross. I'll tell you, pride is a testimony killer. Titus 3.5 says, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. If we are saved today, it isn't because we are good or we have done something, it's because of all what Jesus Christ did when He died on the cross. It's all about Him. All praise, all glory, all honor goes to Him. He deserves it. You see, it's only because of what Christ did for us on Calvary. That's why Paul said, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross. only thing I have to be thankful or proud about is that I trusted Him, that that Jesus Christ saved me. If we want to have a powerful testimony and bear witness, we must focus on Him, what He has done for us. Without Him, we are nothing. You see, there's a personal benefit of focusing on the cross. The more we focus on the cross, the less we focus on our circumstances. The more we focus on God's purpose, the less we focus on the possessions of this world. If we're just focused on Him, that's the theme of this year. Keeping our eyes, looking unto the hills which come with our help. Looking unto Jesus. Get your eyes off the situation. Get your eyes off your surroundings. Get your eyes off the, uh, the things that are going awry, uh, awry in your life. And keep your eyes on Him. Be steadfast in the cross. Then number three, be secure in your conversion. There's some people that... I, that I've witnessed to, and, and I said, do you know for sure that you're saved? And they say, I hope so. One thing I know that I know that I know is I know that I'm saved. Notice there in verse 15 and 16, it says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as Many walk as and as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy upon the Israel of God. New creation, folks. If you've been born again, you are a new creation, you are a new creature in Christ. We must realize that there has been a transformation that has taken part, that has taken place in our hearts and in our lives. When a person by faith accepts the Lord Jesus Christ, the finished work on the cross, as atonement for their sins, they are born again that moment. They don't have to do anything else. You say, well, what about baptism, Pastor? Don't they need to be baptized? They should be baptized, but no, they don't have to be baptized. Pastor, you saying that people don't have to be baptized? I said they need to be baptized, but they don't have to be baptized in order to be saved. Salvation is in nothing else than trusting in the finished work of what Christ did on the cross of Calvary, believing that we are sinners, that He died for us and that we trusted Him. You see, at that moment that they begin at that moment that, they, that you're saved, you begin a new relationship and a new fellowship with Jesus Christ. At that moment, we are given a new life and become a new person. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Not only are there, is there a new creation, but also there's a new realization. Remember, it's about, not about what we have done, but it's about what he has done. So what is left for me is simply to realize that I'm no longer the man that I used to be. I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of God. The Bible says in Romans six eleven. Likewise, reckon unto ye, reckon ye on, uh, reckon on ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is up to me to reckon or to conclude that I'm no longer uh, a servant of sin. I'm no longer uh, a slave to sin, but I'm a servant of the Lord. You see, this isn't presumption on my, my part, but it's a realization that what being a child of God is. Folks, if you've been born again, you're a new creature. You, listen, it's a new realization that I belong to Jesus and he belongs to me. I am a child of the king. Do you get a hold of that? Our testimony will never be what it needs to be until we realize that we are no longer what we used to be. I don't, want, I don't go to the places I used to go. I don't say the things I used to say. I don't do the things that I used to do. Why? Because I'm a new creature. Talking about folks that want to have an effective witness and a bear witness of the truth. See, we've been born again and we are new creatures in Christ and we need to start living that way. Then the last thing, be willing to sacrifice for the cause. Talking about folks that want to have a good witness in 2018. Be willing to sacrifice for the cause. Look there in verse 17. It says, From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Paul said, I bear in my body the marks or the scars of the Lord Jesus. Jesus. He was talking about visible evidence of his, of his sacrifice for the cause, for his testimony. When I consider what it meant for him to declare to the, uh, the gospel, I have no room to complain at all. You think about this, Second Corinthians eleven twenty three. 23. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I I uh, beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. At night and day I have been in the deep in journeys often in perils of water and perils of robbers and perils of mine own countrymen and perils of the heathen and perils of the city and perils of witness our wilderness and perils in the sea and perils among false brethren and weariness and painfulness and watching often and hunger and in thirst and fasting often and cold and nakedness besides those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily the care of the churches when I look at this, I say, you know what? I have no room to complain. God has been so good to me. Folks, you think about what Paul was willing to sacrifice for the cause of Christ. Are we willing to sacrifice for the cause of Christ? Are we willing to... Listen, there is a cost for living for Christ. It might be physical suffering. You say, you mean, Pastor, you mean that... God may call me to suffer physically. It could be. Are you willing to say, you know what, God, you know what's best in my life? You know what your plan for me? I'm just some, totally submissive to whatever you want me to do. See, it could mean we face discrimination on the job or in the community. People misunderstand our motives, they will question our intelligence. But remember the words of our Lord when he said, These things have I spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The world needs Christians who will not be afraid to live their faith. 2018, live your faith. Live out your faith. People need to know that you're a Christian. Be proud of the fact, are you ashamed of Christ? Don't be ashamed of him. I remember when my wife got saved, there was a verse. I went through the Romans Road with her, and I went through all this stuff, and and she's like, I know that, I know that. And when our pastor came over and shared with her, there was a verse that said, uh, be not ashamed. And it just was like a light bulb that went on. And she says, I've been ashamed of the Lord. And since that day, the Lord has saved her. And she's been a a witness, and she's wanted to share her testimony with other people. That's what we need to do. Don't be ashamed of Christ. Stand up. Stand up, folks. 2018 is a year not to back down and, and cower away, but to stand up for the faith and live out our faith. Don't let anybody intimidate us. Live for Christ. The Lord commanded us to go into the whole world and preach the gospel. We will not be able to do that unless we realize the power and the importance of our testimony. The message is a challenge for each of us who are believers to realize the impact that we have for the cause of Christ. Did you realize this? Your neighbors this morning were were watching to see if you got up for church this morning. Say, no, I don't think so. There are people that are watching you. They're watching your every move. You realize that you're the only Bible that some people read? The only Bible. What kind of testimony do you have at work? What kind of testimony do you have at the supermarket with those that you come in contact with? Can I tell you, it takes years and years and years to establish a good testimony and only moments to lose it. Let's have a great testimony in 2018. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Your testimony is important. You say, I'm nobody. I, I, Pastor, I don't teach a Sunday school class. I'm not a trustee. I'm not a deacon. I don't have a leadership role. Can I tell you, you are still, you are still a Christian. If you've been saved, you are a Christian. You don't belong to yourself. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify the Lord in your body, and your spirit, which are His, we're to have a good testimony. Have a good testimony. You say, Pastor, I, with the Lord's help, that's my prayer. I, I want to be an effective witness. I want to have a good testimony, 2018. I want people to see my good works, not for my own good, but that they may glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Pastor, that's my prayer. I I want to have an effective witness this year. Pray for me. I want to be an effective witness. Yes, hands across the room. Yes, that's my prayer too. Maybe you hear and you say, Pastor, I don't know for sure if I'm even saved. I can't have a good testimony or witness because I'm not even sure I'm saved. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone like that? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for your love, for your mercy and your grace. Lord, I thank you for how you've challenged my heart to be a better witness. And uh, Lord, just to uh, share the love of Christ with others and what you've done in my life. Lord, there's been many that raise their hands saying they want to have an effective witness. They want to just speak the truth and be bold in their witness this year. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will help us to look to you. Look unto the hills which cometh our help. Look unto the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, that we just trust you and we commit our ways to you. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. We'll give you all the praise the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet as Miss Haley begins playing softly? God has spoke to your heart. I'm going to challenge you to come. Commit your ways to the Lord right now. Say, God, with your help, with your help, I'm going to be an effective witness. I'm going to share what God has done in my life with my friends, with my family, with my co-workers. Where you lead me, I will follow. No turning back. Bible says, Let a man examine himself. The time of invitation is a time of examination. It's my testimony what it should be. If it's not, start today. Thank you. you. May be seated. Do appreciate you again being here this morning. I have had some ask me about the weather tonight. Looks like the weather's not going to come in until about eight o'clock tonight. The bad weather. Um, so would, uh, we're going to, as of right now, we're planning on having services tonight. If something changes, I will let you know. Let me say this also. If you ever feel like it's uh, too bad outside, uh, we are on. Uh, we do have. Um, uh, the video going now so you can you can look on it online uh, you can go to Putnamville Baptist dot org or dot net okay um, so you can do that and so we don't want you to get out and with the cold weather and things like that um, we don't want you to get broke down and uh, and uh, so please play it safe if you feel like it's too dangerous Please don't, don't come out. Don't risk it. Usually I'm going to cancel services if it's really bad out. And, uh, so. Uh, but be listening for phone calls and such. All right. So I don't want someone getting out and getting hurt. And uh, if you ever need help, you, get, you call the church and we'll make sure that uh, we can get you some help. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and take up our morning offering. So I'll have the men come forward. As they're coming forward, let me give you just a few announcements. I want to remind you, next Sunday is our Vision Sunday. We'll be revealing the theme. Hopefully I'll have the booklets finished by next Sunday and uh, so you'll have all the uh, phone numbers and addresses and such and that. And then on the 21st, Sunday the 21st, we'll be having a business meeting. Go over the yearly finances and such as that. That's on Sunday the 21st. And then on Saturday, I'm sorry, I put Saturday, but Friday, January the 26th, uh, there's a teen activity. We're going to go tubing at Perfect North uh, Slopes in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. The cost is $32, okay, to go tubing, $32 to go tubing, and then it is, uh, we're going to stop and get something to eat, uh, so whatever it'll take your children to eat, um, but that, that will be on the 26th, leaving the church here at 5 o'clock, okay? And so if you would like to go, the teenagers like to go, let us know uh, so we can properly uh, plan for that. Uh, our Deacon of the Week is Brother Danny Lovejoy. Keep him in your prayers. Our Trustee Week, Brother Phil Bousman. Our Family of the Week, Brother Roy Buchanan. And then our Missionary of the Week is Brother Greg and Miss Linda Waller. And uh, you remember these folks in your prayers. All right, Brother Caleb, sir, would you please? Uh, Lord, truly
3: help us to just always be thankful for even just the opportunities to gather together and worship and, and hear Your Word preached. Lord, during this time of offering,
0: I ask that You just help us to have glad and cheerful hearts and be grateful that we can give so that Your work can be furthered in Your honor. Guide us and just help us to do what we know to do so that You can bless us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Most kind and gracious heavenly father lord we thank you and praise you so much lord for giving us this day lord i thank you for my brothers and sisters that were able to be here today and just ask your hand of blessing upon us thank you for pastor lord and ask as you would continue to bless and protect he and his family lord we thank you for the message today lord i do pray that our our prayers this year would be that we would keep our eyes focused on you and that we would let you lead guide and direct our lives and lord we do ask for uh, safety and travels and ask the Lord that you would just bring us back this evening, if it be Your will, in Jesus' name, Amen.